everybody. I look a little different and might sound a little different because I am recording in New York City with my friends Emily and Christy. So Christy and I were talking when I was on the Casely trip not too long ago that I wanted you both actually to come on the podcast because I think it'd be really interesting to tell your story with Casely, which is the brand that Emily, you and your brother Mark started. And Christy, you were their first employee. Yep. Yeah. So go ahead and like introduce yourself separately, where you grew up, kind of where you came from, and then we'll get straight into Casely. Yeah. So I'm Emily. Uh, my brother and I started Casely in 2017. It's a phone case company, for those of you who don't know. Um, we Are you okay? You know the company. You've heard of it? <laughs> well, I don't know what this, but the producer that's um, on set with us I don't know if you call it a set. I'm just going to call it a set. Definitely. Just said, oh, shit, I know Casely. So that's cool. Okay, my mind is blown. <laughs> First of all, how does that feel if you ever see someone walking in the street, like, using your phone case or people that just know about your brand? So it's becoming a little bit more comfortable, but I would say, like, I feel like a fraud all the time. I'm yeah. just like, I can't believe you're holding that thing I designed. Like, that is insane. We have a group chat in our, like, work Slack and it's literally called Casely in the Wild. So we'll take like creepy pictures if we like see somebody with our phone cases just to like prove to everybody that we like kept seeing it. Yes. Yeah, so if you're like, holding a Casely <laughs> and you see someone taking a photo of you, that's what's Probably happening. Yeah. <laughs> when we were in Park City, actually, we were oh, taking yeah. our photos and uh, some woman that was skiing by had the same phone case as Aaron. Yeah. Aaron's like taking a selfie. And we're like, no way. Is that Casely? Yeah. And so I'm sure it's probably a really cool. And I also but... took a picture of her. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm sure it's in your group. Yes. Right now. <laughs> no, I remember the first time we saw somebody with a Casely and my mom was with us and she just starts chasing this person down the street. <laughs> And she's like, do you know that these are the founders yeah. of this company? I was like, oh, my God. Okay. So we can never have her around when yeah. this is happening. Yeah. We keep it to ourselves. But, but yeah. other people, like our friends, like to say something. But yeah, yeah. We would never tell someone that yeah. that's a case of case. And half the time I think people are confusing it with another company. So Yeah. It makes sense. <laughs> the name unspoken. <laughs> well, I mean, I just feel like the word case in general is just like, you know, a common word. But yeah. I'm sure that's probably really great crazy feeling so before Casely before Casely existed we're getting back to the roots of who you are <laughs> yes so I was born in Raleigh North Carolina um I went to school at UNC Chapel Hill go Tar Heels okay um and I pretty much had a very traditional route I was like very like I'm gonna do my schoolwork. I'm like very academic focused on exactly like pleasing my parents like exactly what they wanted Whereas my brother, on the other hand, was like, I cannot, you know, adhere to this traditional trajectory of whatever my parents see of us. And he was just like starting all of these businesses. By the time he was 12, he was like selling things kind of illegally. Okay. Not illegal, but but like <laughs> doing like, legal. he was just like, you know, pushing the boundaries of like how he could start these businesses. And so like definitely at like the different ends of the spectrum. And I think we always respected each other, but I was just like, I could never be like that. And he was like, I could never be like that. I was in college. He started college four years after me. And he said that college was getting in the way of his business because he was selling like incense at the time incense. on, on, yeah, on Amazon. Amazon. <laughs> and uh, so he dropped out of college. I graduated, moved up to New York and he graduated or did not graduate, dropped out. He came up to New York and... 
that is kind of when we started talking about what we wanted to do next because he was like, you have this degree in marketing from Carolina. Mm -hmm. I have this background in entrepreneurship. Like, how can we like bring this together? Yeah, because I was working at the time at an advertising agency doing like healthcare advertising. It was very boring. No creative like energy coming out of me. And it was just it was a drain. And so I was very, very ready to move after 18 months of doing that. So um, when he came here, we just kind of started popping around ideas. Um, and Christy also moved up about yeah. the same time. You I moved kind up of like give six it your months after Mark. Yeah. But I'm also from Raleigh, North Carolina. So Casey is like basically made up of like all family and friends. So Mark and Emily are obviously siblings. Me and Mark actually went to high school together and then started dating, like, right after high school. So how long have you guys been together? We've been together, like, seven and a half years. Oh, my gosh. Long time. You're getting (laughs) up there. So for listeners, um, Mark and Emily are brother and sister, and Christy is dating Mark. Yes. So her boss is her boyfriend. And (laughs) the two of us have lived together for four out of our six years in New York. Yes. And so you guys are roommates too. Not now, but we used to be. We were roommates for four years. Okay. So we're very close (laughs) friends as well. Yeah. Yeah. Were you guys friends first and you're like, my best friend's brother is the one for me? Or no. No. I remember she moved up to New York and it was her 21st birthday. She heard. The 20th. Really? I was. Oh yes, it was. Still wondering because <laughs> How they were babies. New York is twenty. I feel like so much nope. of what there is to do here is like bars and restaurants and stuff. Luckily, yeah. they're pretty I lean in on ID. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I forgot that fake IDs exist. For yeah. a second. <laughs> Don't even really need this. Yeah. <laughs> Never mind. Um, <laughs> no, but she, I remember. So I was living. My boyfriend also lived in New York. So I was basically living in his apartment. They moved into my apartment. So we were kind of living together, but not really. Yeah. And I remember it was kind of like the first time we really hung out. I was like, it was her birthday. I was like, Mark, should I buy her some alcohol? (laughs) So I just like dropped off some vodka for her. And that was like our first interaction, really. Yeah, basically. (laughs) You're like, nice to meet you. Here's a bottle of Smirnoff. Yeah, exactly. Happy 20th birthday. (laughs) Yeah, I'm sure you would have gotten me a sprite if you would have known I was 20 yeah (laughs) my I think my liquor of choice when I was in college when I'm when I was 20 I think was peach New Amsterdam so oh wow yeah and I thought at the time it was like really good but now it just takes me back to like you can taste it somewhere yeah Yeah. I was a pinnacle whipped girl so just like disgusting sweet in coke Uh, oh so bad but my high school drink was um pink lemonade brunettes so oh, you that's don't want to like <laughs> disgusting. Yeah, I mean, I'm not, I'm not like bragging. Is that like a Mad Dog? Those no, those... it's vodka, but like oh. literally the worst quality you could possibly get. Okay, it might have been a North Carolina <laughs> thing, but it was definitely Burnett's all the way. We don't need to continue Ooh. on this. <laughs> so you show up with this bottle of alcohol, meeting Christy for the first time. Nope, didn't even look her in the eyes. Just <laughs> dropped it off. <laughs> Drop and go. It was like go puff on her front do- uh, on her front porch, and she was like, I want that girl to work for me one day. Yeah, true. <laughs> really? Is that how it was? Like, so how long were you guys dating before you had met Emily? So me and Mark were long distance, like a month after we started dating. So we were long distance for like okay. six months. So, but I knew him like a while before because we went to high school together. But, um, so I didn't really know Emily until that, like I moved to New York. Like we've met like. I think we'd like popped in and met each yeah, other. Yeah, like, but not like, we've never like actually hung out until yeah, okay. we moved to New York, really. Yeah. And but, honestly, probably the first time we genuinely hung out was when we lived together. Yeah, it's split nine. 
Yeah, so essentially what happened was I <laughs> I had one apartment where I had four friends living there and I was like pretend living there while I was living with my boyfriend. Okay. And he had four roommates there. They got and I was like basically trying to um move in there full time at the end of that week. And so I started moving my stuff over and then they get an eviction notice. And they're like there are no, there are not two means of egress, so you guys have to get out as soon as possible. What does egress mean? Um, I didn't know either. <laughs> um, it basically means like evacuation, like exits. Oh, um, so like their landlord like illegally placed the, her boyfriend in like this room where like there was no way to like get out. Wait, like, there was a fire. Oh, welcome oh, to New York. Where yeah. Everything's so illegal. I was thinking like squatting, right? Because that's when you like illegally stay in a place. You right? can yes. do that too. No. But this was because it was a fire. <laughs> they didn't do anything wrong, right? Okay. <laughs> no, they had been living there for a full they paid. year, and then they just got like a notice, like stuck to their door. They're like, "You have to get out in five days, or else you're gonna." I mean, we're just gonna take your stuff, and you have to get out. So at the time, Mark was working in real estate. One of Robert's roommates was working at the same real estate firm, and so they got wind of the seven-bedroom apartment in Brooklyn. Oh, my gosh. And I was like, yeah. Literally. And so I was like, well, I've got enough people in my apartment, and you've got enough people in your apartment. Let's just combine forces. Oh, so you take the girls, and then you take the guys. Yeah. French style. Okay, but (laughs) if you do the math, that's eight. So who got kicked out? Well, there was actually nine of us. There was nine. Okay, so it was so a has- seven-bedroom with two couples, so me and Mark and then Emily and Robert, her boyfriend. Okay, so no one's getting kicked out. We had to, we at, we had, had to recruit someone. She moved from North Carolina straight up to Come what we out. call Split Nine Ways was our big apartment. Okay. I'd be curious to hear what her parents thought. Like, yeah, I'm going to go live in Brooklyn with like eight <laughs> Literally at this people. frat house. Three days later, she moved up and now she works for Casely. So. Yeah, she does. Really? She was actually yeah. the uh, – she got hired right after me. Okay, so out of these people in this house, how many people work for Casely? Four. Yeah, still only four. Four out of the nine. Okay. But lots of like random connections of people yeah. through those people. So is it was how we've- Mark and Emily started. They hired me. Then we hired Lauren, who handles like all of our customer support. Okay. Then we hired our friend Jeremy, who was her boyfriend's friend from high school. Gotcha. He, we brought, everyone kind of like came on like in customer support because like, we just needed like more and more help. Right. Then Jeremy came on. And then we hired our friend Julianne, who loves fun on weekdays, by the way. So, oh, hey, hey, Jay. Julianne. <laughs> <laughs> um, she'll definitely be watching this. Um, she was hired, for, she was our, she's our graphic designer. And then we hired Alexis, who you met in Park City. Okay, so that is how many people total? Of, uh, Seven full-time in-house employees. Six okay. are friends. And then Alexis was our first non-friend hire. And now she's our friend. And now she's our friend, yeah. <laughs> Don't worry, Alexis. We love you. Since signing the 15% pledge in 2020, Macy's has increased their number of Black-owned businesses eightfold. Now during Black History Month and all year long, they're continuing their support for Black creators, change makers, and causes. Join Macy's in celebrating Black History Month and Black brilliance by shopping Black-owned brands. You can also fund scholarships for historically Black colleges by donating online and rounding up in-store for UNCF. You can learn more at macy's.com forward slash purpose. So you guys are very close-knit, which is, I think... I mean, such a great thing because you just started. It probably feels like family and friends all together. But how do you separate that when your employees are your friends? You know, like drawing that line between let's hang out right now or let's talk about business. So I would say like once 
quarantine started, that's when the lines got really blurry because it was like, when does the workday start? When does it end? And also yeah. during quarantine, it was me. It was at that time, it was five employees and four of us were quarantining together. So it was like everybody but Lauren came to we were in Newburgh, North Carolina, like where Pepsi originated. So that's kind of why we did that Pepsi collab. But oh, okay. yeah. So we quarantined there for five months, but four of the five employees like were living together for five months. Yeah. So yeah. So very close knit. Obviously, like we literally have all lived together while working. Um, but when we were in quarantine, we established this fun game where we all had a code word. After five o'clock or whatever, if you mention this word, we can talk about work. If you don't say your code word, we are not talking about work anymore. So it was like establishing very clear boundaries about like when we can do this. I'll say my brother, her boyfriend is the worst at boundaries. Yeah. Okay. But he um, loves he's working. He's addicted to working. Loves working. <laughs> so like our dinners. We're like, all we very like, bad at it. Yeah. But. He's, like, especially bad. <laughs> I mean, yeah. you can talk about what it's like dating him. It's interesting because he, like, loves talking about work. And, like, it's also hard when, like, we work together. So, like, a lot yes. of our conversations are kind of around that. Mm -hmm. And, like, if you work at a different company than your partner, then you can talk about, like, work drama, like, all these things. Like, we both know everything that's going on. So, like, that's one tough thing is, like, trying to, like, disconnect work from, like, if we're on a date or something. Mm -hmm. So, definitely a lot of work talk, but... Like, we talk about it because we, like, enjoy talking about it. Yeah. But he definitely loves the work talk, which is kind of hard, but. He's always been this way, though. Yeah. Like, ever since he was, like, 12, he would be like, I'm running this company out of my bedroom. If you come in here and take a phone charger, I'm charging you. Like, he's just <laughs> been, a, like, a little entrepreneur since he was born. It's yeah. kind of wild. Definitely a born entrepreneur. <laughs> yeah. The can, definition of it. <laughs> I can definitely relate to that aspect of working with your partner because although Connor and I don't work for the same like business together we do have so many overlaps and like do you get you guys live together yeah okay so even at that it's like when you're leaving work you're already together at work and then you're coming back home and you said that he's not really good at like maybe setting those boundaries and it can definitely be hard if you're like super into it and you love what you're doing and obviously it's his company yeah. so um are there any ways that you guys do disconnect and like whether it's you going off on your own and doing things for fun on your own or you going and hanging out with your girlfriends like how do you try to make that separation at all one we definitely try and like if one person work at the office like kind of like other one like work from home like a little bit of disconnect in that sense but definitely very like yeah. together all the time just Which, trying to figure it out I thought you were gonna say you play backgammon well, oh, that's together. They play that all the time. No, but that, oh, yeah. We, no, no we but do like, like disconnect from work. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I love backgammon. I just, <laughs> I need to play you. Play it. Well, yeah, we can play each other, but I can't guarantee you that I know how to play it without him being there. So, but yeah, lots of games. And then, like, we love, like, going out to eat. So, like, that's, like, a big thing that we like to do is, like, like, that's, like, one of our, like, favorite things to do is, like, go to nice restaurants and, like, eat out. So, that's one thing. But How do you get him to not talk about work while you're eating out, though? Yeah. Because well, one thing is he does love to eavesdrop. So, like, if oh. the table next to us, like, he'll fill me on on all they're doing. So, at least he fills me in on that. On this, <laughs> the table next to us is drama. <laughs> I almost feel like, too, work is almost that default conversation that you have when you don't really know what else to talk about. Like, I find myself doing it. It's almost like someone you don't know that you're talking to and you're like, oh, how was the weather? Yeah, you exactly. Know? I think it's just an easy conversation to have because there's always something to talk about and because it's also kind of something you guys bond over. I mean, yeah. you work together, you date together, you know everything that's going on. So yeah. it's probably just easier to do that than it is to be like 
tell me your deepest, darkest secret. Yeah, (laughs) for sure. For sure. And like during the day, we like try and not talk about like too many things. So like, like we never like try and text like during the day so that we can actually like fill each other in on like things like at the end of the day. Because if we didn't, like if we were texting all day, then like... What, like, what will we even talk about at the end of the day? Right. Mm-hmm. So you guys being such a close-knit company, do you ever get any, like, I don't know. I, backlash isn't necessarily the right word I'm looking for, but do you ever get any feedback that it feels like maybe you're not being inclusive to people that are outside of your guys' network? Or are you at a point now where it's like you are starting to outsource other employees, um, like Alexis, who's the first hire? I think, like, going into this, like, when we started Casely, like, our whole mindset was, like, we – don't want the nine to five like we don't want to be like tied down mm-hmm. and so we were like we I mean me and Mark are such introverts at the end of the day we were just like I mean if we're gonna hire like we really didn't want to because we just like we're like having to interact with other people sounds crazy but then like it was so natural just to hire our friends that like it just they it already kind of, know your personality totally, and they knew the brand they knew like everything right. about like how we were going to work together it was like it was kind of like the perfect fluid situation. Yeah, um, everybody knew like so much about Casey like before we even started, basically. Yeah. So that was helpful too. Like everyone like loved the brand. It's not like mm-hmm. some random person just applying because like they want like a full time job. Like right? our entire friend group like it feels passionately about our cases and yeah. the designs and whatever. Like I feel like we've been outsourcing to them since we started the company. We'll like do polls, be like, what yeah. designs do we like? Like it's just been kind of like a huge community anyway. And so right. like. When people needed a job, we're like, okay, how can we make a role for you? And so it's been, like, kind of a fun, like, way to bring everyone in. And, like, it it feels, like, more like a family than it feels like a job. Yeah. No, um, totally. Like, even when, like, I – like, when I was the only hire, they are like, what do you want to do? Like, what do you want to excel in? Which is, like, was such, like, a good feeling, like, as an employee, like, having, like, my bosses being, like, like, what are your interests? Like, how can we help you do something, like, you're actually passionate about? So that's how I kind of, like, got into, like, social media more, too, because, like – that was something, like, I, like, had an interest in, like, on my own, like, outside of work. So, like, and they, like, saw that. So, they're, like, we want you to, like, be able to excel in, like, basically anything you want to do, which was cool. But I will say when we brought Christy on was, like, the huge, like, game changer for us actually considering hiring people outside of our friend group because she's, like, had experience as a manager and, like, actually understands, like, how to, you know, delegate. Whereas, like, me and Mark are, like, well, I don't know how to explain anything. Like, I'm just going to head down, do it myself, and stay up all night. Whereas, like, she's taught us, like, that you can find people that are better at what you're doing and outsource, basically. And so I think that's why it's only natural that Alexis was our first, like, non-friend hire because you you connected with her really easily. And I think from there we're going to be a lot more – like, I mean, Alexis, like, kind of blended in with the group perfectly. And it's just, like – it was, like, an eye-opener that we can – find the right people that like know what they're doing and we can bring them in so if anyone's listening we're hiring <laughs> are you okay always <laughs> quick little plug then what are you guys hiring for because there's a lot of girlies out there looking for a job designers assistants yeah social media what else ads uh, yeah okay <laughs> anything definitely designers if any designers any for sure yeah so currently as it is are you, who is designing all of the cases for casely so I've, like, been overseeing everything from the beginning. Um, like, some of them I'll be, like, custom designing, but a lot of them will be outsourcing to other um, artists. Okay. And then we just recently hired our friend Julianne, who's now, like, amazing. She's come in with, like, so many fresh ideas because I feel like I've been doing this for, like, six years now, and I'm, like, I'm out of ideas for what to put on a phone case, so it's, like, amazing to get that fresh energy. Mm-hmm. Um, Emily was doing, like, like – 
everyone kind of wears like a ton of hats, but like Emily especially, like she taught herself how to like custom code. So like our entire website, like Emily like custom coded the entire thing. And like she's done like all the emails, like all the design on the website. She's done like all the designs on all the cases. Like basically like anything with design plus like anything that has to do with like website encoding, like Emily kind of has had to handle. But then like bringing Julianne on also was like super helpful to like help with that. But alleviated a lot of stress. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, well, Emily, Emily does all the designs. And then Julianne has like after being a full-time hire, helped do the take over a lot of that design as well. Gotcha. I mean, I feel like if you're the one growing this company, it's been seven years and you're the one that's looking so straight at it, it can be hard to like step away and get those fresh ideas, but it can also be even harder to be able to offload that work because when you have so much trust and faith in yourself that you can do a good job like how did you allow yourself to let go of that responsibility was it because you had confidence in seeing Christy do it and then you saw confidence in um Julianne Julianne yes I think I mean I think at the end of the day like everybody was coming with ideas that I didn't feel like I was a one-man team woman team um so like I never felt weird about outsourcing because like uh, at the I am not a designer by trade by <laughs> any means like I came in here like I have I can't draw I can't do any of this stuff but it was literally just like taking elements online and just like teaching myself how to use illustrator and then I would say by like year two or three is when I got confident enough to make my own custom design without also if you go to like our it would take forever but the beginning of our Instagram like the progression of, like, Emily's, like, Photoshop job, it was, like, absolutely horrendous. Oh, my God. Like, it was so, so embarrassing. <laughs> so if you think you're bad now, just keep practicing and that, that you can my, get better. That is what I always say. Like, you got to start somewhere and it always gets better. So, yeah, yeah. It's been a very interesting journey. But, no, I think, like, one of the biggest game changers in terms of design was when we started doing collabs. Okay. So our first collab was with grateful dead and that is probably when i got the most comfortable with design myself because they came to us with like all these really cool assets that they were like just like go crazy with it and like make whatever you want and i, I think like i mean and you also like made one of the designs so it was, it was never like just my job but yeah. like it was like if anyone has an idea but if like, anyone has a vision like she's able to like bring it to life which is cool too yeah yeah but Gotcha. So going back to phone cases, <laughs> what was the reasoning for – you said that when you guys had both moved to New York, you knew you wanted to start something together. Did you always know you wanted to do phone cases? Was it just like an opportunistic idea? Or what was it about phone cases? Like what's the why behind Casely? This is a great question. <laughs> um, I think – so when my brother moved up to New York and we were like tossing around all the ideas – we started with watches. We had like a prototype for this watch called Mark Lawrence. Uh, there's one, one okay. in the world. <laughs> uh, we started an Instagram. It did not take off. So we dropped that idea. Um, and then when we all moved into the nine bedroom or seven bedroom, nine people apartment, um, we just like every day we would toss out new ideas. Like everyone would sit around on this huge couch and be like, all right, what, what can they do? What can we do? Whatever. Um, and then one day Mark saw on Instagram that like a bunch of girls were just like changing their phone case all the time. And he was like, I think that there's an opportunity here. Like I know it's super saturated, but like there's no phone case subscription. And at the time, like subscriptions were like huge, you know, oh, it was like, okay. it was like Birchbox, you know, Ipsy, Ipsy whatever, yeah. all those things. All I was, and I was on all of them. Yeah. Which is like crazy. Cause now it's like kind of dead other than I guess FabFitFun, weird plug. But, um, <laughs> <laughs> but, um, 
like, so we were like, maybe we could do a phone case subscription. And I was also like notoriously clumsy, horrible, broke my phone every month, like had to go beg the Apple guy for a new phone. And so he was like, this kind of fits your brand. You can do the creative stuff. Like I'll do the business. Like, let's just try it out. So we ordered a bunch of samples and the phone cases sucked. The first they ones were, were so horrible. Bad. And so with that, you're just putting money into these samples and you get them and they're a piece of shit. So you just lost that money, right? Or do you return them? <laughs> no, we didn't like... know they sucked at the time. Okay. But like, oh, like our friends were using it and they're like kind of falling apart. Oh, okay. So, so this we, like... is your first item. Yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I think we invested like 10 grand and we're like, well, this is our livelihood. So <laughs> we're doing this. So that was your first order was $10,000. Yeah. And speaking of that, you guys have never gone to any outside like investors or anything. So this is all your money. You own 100% equity. Yeah. No. I mean, Mark was the entrepreneur before. So he had the 10 grand. I okay. Was just the sad, really poor advertising girl. But yeah. So I owe him all of my dreams. Just kidding. <laughs> um, but no, like we, we, I think it was a 10 grand investment in 20, 20 SKUs or no. I don't know, 20 designs, 40 SKUs, uh, two sizes. And from there, we like started launching two designs every month through our subscription. And when we launched the first day, we were like hyping up to all of our friends. Like we're like, this is going to be awesome. We're going to break the internet. <laughs> 10 minutes pass, no orders. 20 minutes pass, no orders. I was like, mom, where's your order? <laughs> well, my friend Rachel like set an alarm. She was like, it's going to sell out before I can order. So my friend Rachel at the time was shout out to Rachel. First. Our first she was your subscriber. first customer. She was our first subscriber. Yeah. Yeah. But now fast forward, like the subscription is probably like less than one percent of our company, and now it's just like we're doing a bunch of one-off phone case sales, and like our collabs are the biggest part of yeah. our business. So. Right. But better products now. We've definitely like taken notes of like everything our customers have sent us, and like just like like how we like to have a phone case. Like we didn't want it to like stick to our pockets. Like we didn't want. Obviously, it has to be protective because we all drop our phone constantly, but mm -hmm. definitely evolving with what, like, our customers like and, like, what we like as people, too. Like, all of our designs are, like, stuff that we love as well, so it makes it helpful that, like, we would wear everything. Definitely, yeah. And I think, like, by by year two, we had enough money we were able to invest in, like, our custom mold, and, like, that is when I think everything kind of took off. It was, like, we were we actually creating, like, a, a phone case that works, and it's, like, I – to this day, have never shattered my phone in a case lead. It's been seven years, and oh, yeah. I probably shattered 25 phones before then. So We love to hear it. So this first <laughs> order, were these kind of like wholesale? You are putting your own design on it, and then after a little bit of time, then you started creating your own actual like mold for your own case that you can't just buy in bulk. Right. So we we were still doing custom designs, but we like hired random designers on Upwork. We'd be like, gotcha. can you make like a fish case? Can you make like a marble? <laughs> like, I don't even know what we were doing. It was so like scrappy. Like we were making like it's so embarrassing to show you guys what no, we I did before. I think it's a great story. I love to know this because I look at Casely now and you guys just did your first influencer event. You guys are growing. More and more people are talking about Casely. I'm seeing more people with your phone cases. It's just really cool to hear your story of where you started and to know that like it didn't take off right away. Definitely I think it's probably really motivating to most people that are listening to this to just know that sometimes it takes a little bit of time and persistence to grow something that you're passionate about so that first uh day when you weren't getting orders right away was this your full-time job at this point 
So I was like working for the real estate agent agency that my brother was working for kind of part time. Uh, but it was just like it was so just random hours that I was okay. able to like make enough to pay my rent, but like not really devoting any time to that. So pretty much from like 7 a.m. to 9 p.m. at night, I was just we had this like little 10 by 10 room that we I guess we rented out like it was like basically a we work. It, it was like but it was a like a knockoff version. It was and no windows. It was very sad. <laughs> um, in a closet. But yeah, for like 14 hours a day, I was just sitting in there and just like plugging away like and nothing was coming of it. <laughs> but to me, I was so naive and I had never started a business. I was like, four orders. This is amazing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this must be paying the rent. Like <laughs> for like $15. Yeah. <laughs> and honestly, a lot of it was just like on Instagram. We're just like commenting on random girls like posts just like constantly. Yeah. Being there. Like the friend. iconic line that we would always well like Mark and Emily, but I would help out. Your smile makes us smile. That was our <laughs> we posted that on everyone's Instagram post. <laughs> and yeah, there would be like these these like 12 year olds just DMing us and those were probably our first customers. Like, hell yeah, we just got some influencers. <laughs> yeah. Wait, that might have to be the title of this podcast episode. Your smile makes oh, me I smile. That. Oh my That's God. Cute. Cute. Mark will die. <laughs> so yeah, I was mostly Mark too, commenting that. <laughs> Wait, that makes it even better yeah. to know. Um, can you just imagine like these people reading it and it's actually just him? This man. Like, oh, that's a whole oh, one time he was name. accidentally on Christie's. No, he was on his own. No, he was on his own. Oh, that's <laughs> sweet though. If if my boyfriend commented that, I'd be like, on what do you want to do tonight? Yeah. On a random twelve year old. Yeah, yeah. No, not on my account. On, oh, on like like people that he wanted to like be customers. Okay, but from his a little creepy. Oh, <laughs> yeah. I mean, that takes a different meaning to it. <laughs> yeah. But so, would you say that you built Casely? you know, during your fun on weekdays outside of your job, technically? Definitely. I mean, I was like definitely not focused on my other job, but I was not paying the rent with Casey at all. So I had to be. Right. But without devoting your time, like literally all of your time, it would have never become what it is now. So uh, definitely, not. definitely yeah. a great. Investment. And at the time, Mark was working like two full time jobs. Like as Casey, he would go like. 6 a.m. to, like, 9 a.m. and then go to his, like, other, like, real estate job from, like, 9 to, like, 5 or 6 and then go back to Casey until, like, 10 or 11 at night. Like, definitely not just, like, an easy breezy thing. Like, definitely they both had to put in, like, 14-hour days, like, every Mm -hmm. single day to get also, like, four sales. But they definitely, like, grinded away to get it. (laughs) They're like, where are we going to dinner tonight? Where are we at? (laughs) Yeah. Ramen. So, Christy, your background. And so how old were you when you started dating Mark? So we were like on and off in high school, like classic high classic. school relationship. Doesn't count. Definitely does not count. Um, but we started officially dating when I was like 19. Okay. And I'm 26 now. Okay. So did you have a full-time job in between college and Casely? So I also dropped out of college. Me and Mark both dropped out like after our freshman year. Okay. And then that's when like he went to like U- like UNCW. It's like kind of near the beach. I was still in Raleigh. So then we kind of like linked back up. Like we were both like kind of living at home. Mm-hmm. Then he moved to New York. I moved here six months after him. Um, and then I actually started in the restaurant industry. So I was serving and then I was bartending and then I started managing. And then I started kind of working in like their like social media and like marketing for the company I worked for. And that's actually where I met Julianne as well. Oh, okay. So she was doing marketing for the same company. And then I... um. 
just became like really good friends with her. She's like one of my best friends. So gotcha. yeah. So you dropped me out of college. Do you ever have any regrets about that or ever feel any type of like FOMO? At the time, definitely. Like I was so nervous, obviously. Like I moved to New York with $400 in my bank account. Like definitely was like, how am I supposed to pay my first month of rent? So definitely like a lot of FOMO there, but I basically moved directly into split nine ways. So that helped that I had like that college experience, basically. basically. Yeah. yeah. So it was like, yeah. <laughs> and like, since in the house I was in the, yeah, literally. So at least I had that. But like, it was such a weird house that we lived in because like, none of us like had like real jobs almost. Like, mm-hmm. I was the only one who like, I was like in the restaurant industry, but everyone else had like, a lot of people worked for Five the real estate company. Five of us worked for the real estate company. Well, I was working advertising. <laughs> I quit because I was like, this is ridiculous. I need to get out of this yeah. so I can hang out on the couch on the weekdays. Our <laughs> other friend, like, he had a job where, like, he didn't, like, he was, like, doing nothing, basically. Like, it was a bizarre atmosphere. It would be, like, Tuesday at, like, 2 p.m. There's, like, eight of the nine of us sitting on the couch. And we're like, what are we doing here? Like, we're all just, like, watching TV. And we're like, Everyone had a job. Everyone did have jobs. But, like, random times we're, like, sitting on the couch. Definitely had a lot of fun on weekdays there. But <laughs> so that was, like, my college experience. So, like, that definitely helped out. But at the time, I was like, what am I doing? Like, am I making, like, the biggest mistake of my life? Because I don't have, like, the entrepreneurial spirit like Mark does. Right. But I definitely have, like, a working drive. So I just kind of, like, wanted to, like, climb my way up through the company I was at. Mm-hmm. And then I just kind of like send an email. I was like, can I apply for a marketing position? And then I think Mark and Emily kind of like saw like my drive through like what I was doing with them and then hired me to work at Casely. I love that. So speaking of you working at Casely currently, so what is your actual role and what does your day-to-day look like? So I am like head of um, social media and marketing. Okay. So I am mostly emailing back and forth with like influencers, creators, um, I do, like, content creation, too. So, like, I do, like, a lot of stuff on TikTok now. And then I also, like, run the socials. So Alexis helps, like, tremendously, like, basically runs the TikTok. And then I'll just, like, help make some videos. But mostly emailing back and forth with creators and trying to find people who just fit the Casely vibe. Right. Speaking of, um, you just had your first influencer trip. Yes. Which is a huge accomplishment. And I'm so, like, I'm so honored that I was a part of that. It was, I like, you had to be there. It was, like, so fun that you were there. Thank and you. And Erin, we loved Erin, too. Yes, we all love Erin. <laughs> she's just good energy to be around. She's so. she's very, like, uh, very, like, innocent yeah. kind of, like, humor to her. It, she's just good to be around. So, Erin, yeah. if you're listening. I and your like, dynamic was so great together. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone's obsessed with the sister-sister situation. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm glad that she was able to come. It was, like, a definitely different dynamic for myself because she kind of gets to see what I do. But also, then again, I wasn't doing too much, just hanging out, being a good time. But um, how was that for you, planning your first uh, trip? Were there any challenges that you had or things that you learned that you would do differently the next time? It was so fun. Like, I'm always, like, Definitely the designated, like, party planner in the friend group. Like, I love hosting. I love, like, any sort of event. I'm, like, all about it. Mm-hmm. Um, it was super stressful, like, leading up to it, especially because, like, I'll see influencers, like, posting on their accounts being, like, I hate this company because of this, this, this. And, like, that's my worst yeah. nightmare is, like, <laughs> if someone doesn't like me or, like, doesn't, like, I don't know. I was just so nervous that, like, I someone, like, might not like me and be, like, I hate this company and, like, like blow us up for that reason. But... I was just trying to, like, plan it how I would want to go on the trip and, like, just kind of did, like, things that, like, I thought would be cool and, like, I thought would be fun. So that's kind of how I went with it. But I think it turned out great. And I was, like, the dynamic of everyone was, like, really cool, too. But, mm-hmm. 
Yeah, it was interesting. We had a great time. I I mean, I had a great time from my standpoint. Like, who who wouldn't? We went snow tubing. We did – what else did we do? We went snow tubing. We went to – Paddleboard yoga. Paddleboard yoga, which was such a better workout than I was expecting. I know. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I, I was sore. Like I need to try this. And That's it was so cool. very calming, too. It's like, why can I not – move my arms the next day because <laughs> you're just trying to balance but we did a lot of fun activities I think a lot of people always wonder like are influencer trips financially beneficial for a company did you see that there was a good like return on investment from doing this trip bringing new engagement and new sales to Casely? so in terms of like influencers like how much people charge for going on them like in that sense like we would have never been able to afford to have, like, all these, like, huge influencers, like, mm-hmm. posting for us. And, like, a lot of them, like, haven't, like, really, like, heard that much about Casely or, like, they didn't know, like, too much about us. But like, I think they've, like, knew who we are and, like, have seen us through social posts. But it was cool having, like, these people that I love to follow. Like, I loved following you. I loved following, like, everyone that came was, like, we reached out to, like, everyone, like, all our first-tier people. And, like, everyone said yes. And we're, like, what's happening right now? So, like, that was kind of cool. We, were, like, did not expect, like, we just expected, like, no one to respond, basically. <laughs> but it was cool that, like, everyone was, like, yeah, I'm so down to go. So it was, like, fun for me to see, like, these people that I look up to and, like, who, like, truly influence me and, like, a lot of stuff that I, like, wear and do, um, like, supporting, like, a brand that I love. Yeah. And I would say, like, from a financial standpoint, like, yes, we'll see, like, sales, like, roll in with you guys' promo codes and that sort of thing. But, like, from a content standpoint, like, just being able to get this, like, really authentic, like, group vibe. Because we never get, like, many people in one photo, which I think is really cool that you guys were able to do that. And I think, like, Mm -hmm. it just, like, brings more energy to the brand and the content. I think that that is, like, where we saw, like, the biggest benefit. Yeah, for sure. I think a lot of people look at influencer trips and like, why the fuck would you spend money on that? Like, there's no way that they're selling thousands of phone cases, yeah. mm-hmm. which I think definitely can be the case. But I think just people hearing from you that that wasn't even necessarily your main goal, mm-hmm. that it was more so just getting more eyes on yeah. the brand. Definitely a big awareness. social buzz. Yeah. And just like the content. I mean, like you said, influencer trips can be so expensive. And so to get a group of girls there essentially, you know unpaid just because like they want to support the brand I think is also a huge accomplishment that you guys should be proud of because you know not just anyone will like drop what they're doing and go and do this yeah have a good time so yeah oh my god there was something so random my mom was like at a conference or something in Florida she was like getting a coke at the bar like like it was like in the middle of the day and she this is like young girl sitting at the bar and she was like (laughs) my mom always loves to plug Casely like any any opportunity she has she's talking about Casely so it was like talk to this random girl sitting at the bar I was like oh have you heard of Casely and she was like were they just in Park City and I was like (laughs) wait what you actually know so like they were watching (laughs) I I don't know who she was following or if she was following us but she was like oh yeah I was watching their Park City trip I was a random girl so cool yeah (laughs) every once in a while I'll still get people that will message me and ask if I have a code I guess if you're listening to this we can just plug it I think my code is still Jenna Palak yeah and I want to say it's 30% off yeah it's 30 I have a case on right now too I've had this one on. I used to have the cowboy one, but I changed this in Park City and I haven't changed it back because it just, I like it. I love that one. Um, But so (laughs) I wanted to ask, obviously you said that you're looking at influencers that you like to follow. Um, Has there ever been an instance where the people that you follow don't necessarily match like the vibe that you see online and has that ever changed your perception of people as content creators? I haven't met up with too many people at the Moomoo event. That uh, that's the first time I met you. Yes, back yeah. in twenty twenty one. 
2021, yeah, mm-hmm. like the end of 2021, there was just people that who like gave like a ton of energy sometimes online. And like when I met them in person, it was like a lot, like they were a lot more shy than I was expecting. Okay. But no one, I've never met anyone who's been like rude or anything like that. But there were definitely people who were like, like I thought they were going to be like this like huge extrovert and like they just weren't really. Yeah. But um, other than that, I feel like everyone like TikTok helps because I feel like on Instagram, it's like you're not really speaking. It's just photos. Right. So I can't hear people's voices on Instagram. And like that's where I just like imagine their personality, even though I don't know them. I'm, I've never met them. <laughs> you're a social relationship. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like I know everything about you. But on TikTok, it's like people are talking more. So it's like you can really like feel people's vibes mm-hmm. through that, which is helpful. Which helped me too, like going into the influencer trip in Park City. Cause I was like, if I feel like it's like, if people are just like the dancing influencers, then like yeah. I wouldn't know what they're like anyways. But <laughs> everyone we invited did like, like all talking. Yeah. More like I feel like I could feel yeah, their vibe yeah. beforehand. Yeah. And it all, they all met like exactly what I was kind of expecting. Yes. Yeah. Same. I mean, everyone there are people that I like see all of their content too. So I feel like they definitely all translated. Like the group that we had there was so cohesive. I felt, I thought that we all had so much fun. Yeah. Um, but I, I agree with you. I think that there, it's a lot easier to show maybe like a more outgoing extroverted version of yourself online even myself included some days I can like film a really great video and then the next day I'm like I just don't want to talk to anyone at all yeah so I get it um what are some mistakes that creators make when reaching out to Casely trying to work with you I think Alexis said on the trip that a lot of times people will email her and she's like hey um I love the brand would you send me some phone cases and then doesn't send like their name or their Instagram or anything oh, yeah. a so lot of people just don't like, send their Instagrams I'm like I don't know who I'm speaking to <laughs> yeah. so I definitely like seeing like media kits and like kind of like seeing like their demographics like definitely help especially because like our audience is like 93% female so like mm-hmm. we definitely want people who have like a similar audience to like who we are so like if people aren't sending like demographics like that's like a little like challenging because I'm like trying to figure out like who follows them? Like, because I'm only looking at their page for like 15 seconds, like quickly right. br- going through it, like seeing if like their vibe is similar to our vibe and kind of like running off that. But yeah, definitely include your social handles. That obviously is number one thing. Media kits are super helpful. I think like not providing enough context is is an issue in other areas too. Like if they're not giving them to you, like that's not helpful. Like you can't really follow up, but like we'll also get outreach from some artists that want to work with us. And like, cause we do this like artist spotlight oh, okay, program. For the designing. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And like a lot of the times artists will reach out and just be like, Hey, like, can I design for you? Won't send us a website. Won't send us like any of their work. And we're like, well, there's just no world in which we're going to work with you then. So yeah. like if, but if you send stuff or even like a, like a really, like a shitty mock-up of like a case like that would be amazing to see you know but yeah I think it's just like the more information the better always for sure okay it's good information you guys heard it here first basically <laughs> send them your full your first <laughs> last mock-up. name yeah. your <laughs> social security number exactly. and, and a whole portfolio so crazy we just talked about your role and then Emily I want to talk about like your day-to-day as a business owner and then I don't know how it happened, but we're like wrapping up. We're coming to an hour. So then we'll just kind of like leave it with some last thoughts. But I want people to know what your life looks like. Yeah. So it kind of changes every day. But I would say like every day I'm doing like maintenance on the website, making sure like if we're running a sale, like changing things out or, you know, updating the the cover photo on our homepage, updating products, just kind of keeping Shopify up to date. Um, and then every quarter we're coming out with, uh, what is it? 
six new phone cases. So I'll kind of be continuously thinking about designs or um, we also have been like working on a bunch of collabs. So right now, I don't know if I can spoil this, but we're working on- <laughs> fun on weekdays. The fun ooh, a little spoiler. <laughs> no. So right now we're working on a Met collab and oh. um, we're doing a round two of our Grateful Dead collab. Yeah. And then coming in- October we're gonna do the Beatles so we're Amazing. working on all of that right now so it's it's all very exciting and also like so much pressure because I'm like people love these bands or right. like that museum and I'm like how do I like do it justice? But now having Julianne is so amazing because we can like bounce back ideas all day and it's been like so much less stressful. That's but, so exciting. Do you yeah. think that with the rise of influencer marketing that these collaboration designs are gonna be kind of like your future of Casely then? For sure. I feel like when we, we our first launch, launch was Grateful Dead and I feel like that was kind of like the big turning point for our brand. Like, mm -hmm. uh, my boyfriend's very into fish. Uh, I don't know if you've heard of this band. <laughs> band. But so unfortunately, I've been to like 50 shows. Just kidding. I love them. Um, <laughs> but like so when the when the Grateful Dead people reached out, I was like, this gave me like so much street cred in that community because they were like, this is crazy. And so oh, like, and Emily said like if you go to like a Dead & Co show, which is like the cover band of um, Grateful Dead with like John Mayer in it. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, like yeah. Emily, like her and her boyfriend like love going to the shows and they said they see the Grateful Dead Casey cases everywhere. Oh, my like, God. Like all over the place you can see them. Yeah, so when we got that as our first collab, it was kind of like the perfect situation for me because I was like, I understand this community like through and through. Like, And Jeremy, who we were also – we had launched Grateful Dead while we were in uh, quarantine, and Jeremy is like also a huge like deadhead. So that also helped. Like we were all like super excited about it. The passion behind that project was insane. Yeah. Which was like, weird Jeremy because our brand is not like that. Yeah. <laughs> and Jeremy was the photographer for our launch. I was the model. We're like running around Newburn, North Carolina. <laughs> it was very fun. But like I feel like that is like the essence of our brand. Like when we get excited about something, it does well. Mm -hmm. And so I think that's why collabs have been so huge for us because not only is it that like people have like a cult following it's that like we got excited about something new like something exciting so like when we pick a collab we're never just like leaning into something just because like it's being offered to us it's because right. we're we're all seven of us now excited about it because if somebody's like not feeling it we're like all right the the work's not gonna be good enough you yeah know? like so, we definitely all have to like love it or else yeah. we're not doing it yeah so we're very excited about what's coming up this yeah year. <laughs> i love that for you guys i think the energy definitely like translates for sure i'm excited to see um, all the new projects you have and you mentioned so Christy the first time that we met was 2021 winter right yeah and it was in LA yep and we met at the show me your moo event and I remember even back then you brought your friend at the time yeah that was there Caitlin, yeah and she was like oh my gosh like we have to you guys have to work with Casely like this is just such a good fit and so now that you guys are on the podcast and you know me better personally from our trip together I kind of want to know how you feel fun on weekdays translates well and reflects kind of like your guys's values at Casely I mean, that's a mic drop question. <laughs> I mean, like, I feel like that should just be our motto, though. Like, literally, yeah. we're like, let's crack a beer in the middle of the day. Yeah. Like, some, like, no, literally, we'll have like brainstorms and we're like, we're all friends. Like, nothing is off limits here. Like, let's just like let our spill your brain down. out and like, yeah. Yeah, like, like our planning sessions are like literally like, we'll let's go to get a, a bar. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> I love it. That's how you guys bond as a team is just having fun. Yeah. On your work totally. days. Yeah. Yeah. Fun on work days. Right. Fun on work days. <laughs> that's, that's a new one. Just yeah. a Tuesday Tuesday afternoon beer. We're not alcoholics, I promise. Well, it's really cool to hear your story and that you guys kind of started on this like giant couch in your nine-person house. And now you're here on this two-person couch and we get to hear your story. So I'm really grateful to have you guys on and thank you so much. Thank you so much for having us. Oh my gosh, yeah. Yeah, of course. You guys, again, if you want to order any phone cases, my code is Jenna Palak. It's 30% off. (laughs) And who knows, after this, we might be talking about doing of fun on weekdays case collection oh yeah maybe maybe i'll be your next your next hey we love it we're all passionate about it that's true (laughs) love it we talked about it (laughs) well who knows you guys keep an eye open i think this episode will come out in um about a month and a half because i'm recording in advance so i might be speaking too soon it might be already in the works we'll see hopefully all right well (laughs) thank you guys for coming and thank everyone for listening i had a lot of fun today and i'll talk to all of you guys next tuesday bye bye you're like you both look at each other like do we say say bye bye